How do you leverage emotional intelligence to create the life, relationship, and business of your dreams? I've spent over a decade studying, speaking, and coaching on emotional intelligence. And in this podcast, I share the exact principles and strategies my clients have used to earn seven-figure incomes, heal their relationships, get engaged after years of failed relationships, and step into their authentic power to become the leaders they came here to be. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be here. Newly Mrs. Colossi with my husband. <laughs> Welcome to the show with Mr. and Mrs. Colossi. Oh my gosh, now we sound so old. Um, but yes, we just got married a few days ago. I'm so excited. And when we were thinking about our topic today, we thought, why not share the things that we started doing in preparation for the wedding that now we are so committed to continuing. So I will let you kick off. Are there any comments you want to make on that? No, I'm looking forward to to talking on this because this is something that had come up naturally of some of the things that, um, you know, we had spoken about of what the wedding's done and it's more around, you know, setting the goals and, and whatnot and the changes that it had, had done for us. So yeah, things we started for our wedding that we are committing to continuing. That's that's the topic. Um, so the first thing for me, I had a few conversations with guys at work. I, for those that do know me, I've been training in the gym for 20 years after my professional football career ended. Rehab got me in the gym, found a passion for it, and I've spent 20 years in, in the health and fitness industry. So, you know, I, I it's always been a part of my life. But I think since becoming a father, roughly around the time we met um, five years ago, I have kind of was going through the motions and I wasn't training how I used to and um, yeah, just wasn't feeling at my best. And when the, we got a date for the wedding, that was a goal that I had set and I said, okay, I'm going to pick up my training. I want to look good in my suit. I want to feel good. Uh, so we really started to you know, work on our health, work on our fitness and, and our training. So um, I guess that leads us into you know, goal setting and always having a goal to work towards, something that's going to move you and inspire you to you know, create the change. Um, whether it was in my younger days, look to look good for a festival or it was a bodybuilding competition or whatever it might have been that I was training for, there was always a goal behind it which kept me motivated, which kept me disciplined, which kept me always wanting to go even when I didn't feel like it. Because if you don't have a goal, then what's the point? You're just going to be like, mm. oh, I don't feel like it today. And you're going to go through the motions and you're not going to have, um, you're not going to have the same commitment. Yeah, and I... I noticed that too. So after, uh, and, and, and it just really highlights how programmed we are into our specific way of being. For example, it was like the day after the wedding. I think it was on the Friday. We got married on Thursday. We came home and immediately Dan was talking about going to the gym. And in my mind, no joke, my initial thought was like, oh, I don't need to go anymore. We already had the wedding. And I was like, whoa, that's how conditioned I am to not go to the gym. And because I had this goal that I was working towards because I wanted to look good for my wedding. So I was like, okay, like Dan said, I just need another goal. So I was like, well, I'm going to Tulum in... November. So that's my next goal. And I don't want to maintain, I want to look even better than I did for my wedding for when we go to Tulum. So that was the next goal. And it was funny because I 
think I was talking to my bridesmaids about this, but it was like, or I think I even mentioned it to you, Dan, where I was saying that it's funny all the things we will do to prep for a wedding. Like we had a group chat, me and my bridesmaids, my mother-in-law, and we were like, okay, so like, this is what we're going to do. We're cleansing. We're going to fast for this many hours a day. We're going to break our fast with like lemon water or lime water. And And I was like, look at all we're doing for this one specific thing. Like, imagine we actually just did this for ourselves, but I totally understand that not all of our brains work like that. And we have to work with what works with our minds and with our bodies. And for a lot of us, we need a goal. So that's why we said that the next goal for me is this trip that we're going on at the end of the year that I want to be looking and feeling amazing for that. Mm. Absolutely. And it wasn't just the training that we really stepped up. I mean, we, we really worked as a team, um, obviously with the kids, uh, th- right through the Christmas holidays, six weeks at home, rotating shifts. Okay, you go to the gym first, babe, and I'll go after you. And we just, we really worked um, our family life and, and really supported each other in getting the, the training in. But we also put a lot more time and effort into our food prep to make sure that we were less snacking or eating cleaner meals, high protein high good fats, less carbs, less sugars, or we don't eat much sugar anyway, but we just cut back on all the all the bad stuff. Um, and we also increased our supplements, our supplementation. So we, we ramped up with some of the amino acids, the essential amino acids and proteins, good quality, clean protein. Um, and yeah, it just, it really paid off. I think we both feel a lot better. We both started to feel the difference in our clothes and... Yeah, it was. Uh, it's great to just have that goal, and yeah. But now the next thing is to, how do we keep on going? We just got to find another goal and and just change the goalpost and keep on going because it feels good. Yeah, and it also shows again how long it takes to really change a pattern because we've been doing this what now for several months where we've been training regularly and we've been eating really well and eating lots of proteins, lots of really good fats, and. And to think that my mind automatically went to, oh, I don't really need to train anymore is is really crazy because the research says anywhere between 30 and 60 days to change uh, a routine. Well, we've done this, not consistently every single day in terms of the gym, but most days. And that was still what I defaulted to. So it was really um, good awareness for me to, to say, you know what, sometimes change is going to require more and longer periods. And I have to really ingrain this at least until the end of the year where I think then it will become more normal for me to go to the gym regularly. Because even leading up to the wedding when I was going at least four or five times a week, it was still a struggle. I never wanted to go. But every time that I came back, I felt amazing. I had so much energy and all of that. So if you don't have a hard goal to work towards, can you create an arbitrary one? Can you create an event? Can you um, you know, plan a holiday? Can you do something that's going to motivate you to um, do this for yourself? Because this is really an act of self-love. And I'm so grateful that Dan and I had each other because we really kept each other accountable. And we really just motivated each other because when he would see me put my gym clothes on, he's like, oh, well, Yes, I'm putting my gym clothes and vice versa. Like I would see him get up, take a shower, um, put on his gym clothes. And that would just kind of set the tone for me. Like, yep, I'm going to the gym today. Uh, so having like a buddy, I think really helps with that too. Mm, accountability partner. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I think another a great aspect to us getting married was 
um, going through the church and using our pastor, Paula. She was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, we wanted to, we didn't want it to be a tick and flick. We, we take our, uh, our vows seriously and we wanted to get married before God. But what that did was that actually came with some free sessions with Paula, um, some faith-based sort of couples counseling, even though she's not a counselor. Uh, and we have done, we've done nothing uh, of the like. We haven't actually done a lot of work or any work with a coach or a mentor in together. our relationship together. Um, it's always been our own individual stuff. So this was an opportunity for us to do something new. And it's been really, really amazing. It's been really fulfilling. And we've learned a lot about each other, about healthy communication. And, and um, yeah, it's even just taken our relationship, I think, a little bit deeper. Exactly. And I think when people think of therapy or counseling or whatever in terms of a couple, you think, oh, it's like crisis management. And there's levels to the game, just like there's levels to finances. There's levels to fulfillment. There's levels to your relationship. There's levels to your health. Like you might be a healthy person and you might go to the gym and eat well, but then there's people that are having these like really high level supplements and having these, you know, like biohacking and these like tech technologies that are not available to people. There's levels to every area of your life. And so while our relationship was thriving, I I really felt like we didn't need it. I thought it was like, okay, this will be really cool. It came as part of um, inviting the church into our uh, ceremony. And so I was very open to it. I'm a personal development person. I thrive in that space. So I welcomed all of it. I was super excited. I'm like, give me the workbook, give me the homework. I'm good. Um, but what I realized, which was really cool, was <laughs> how uh, how much there is room for me to grow within my relationship. And again, like Dan and I are extremely fulfilled. We're so happy. We're obsessed with each other. We're so in love. I, I honestly, hand on heart, don't know anybody that is as in love as us and affectionate and just you know, just, we just love each other. However, um, I'm willing to look at where like I can improve as a person and I can improve as a wife to Dan. And it was quite humbling, actually, some of the activities that she took us through where we had to practice active listening and reflecting back. And I do active listening for my work. I listen to my clients and I have to hear what they're saying, truly hear what they're saying. And it's funny that once it gets into your personal life and you don't have the coaching consultant hat on, it, how um, not as versed as I thought that I, as I was. Mm. And that was really cool. And I was not offended by that at all. I'm like, yeah. yes, an area to grow in. <laughs> Active listening, it, it was a part that got me as well because I didn't realize. So one of the exercises was when we listened to our partner, being able to then come back and and say what we heard. And I really struggled to get to put into my own words what I had just heard. So we encourage this as as a lesson for you guys out there in your relationship. If if you're having not even an issue, but there's something you're talking about, practice this for yourselves because we'll just turn this into a little lesson while we're here because I thought it was really powerful. When your partner is speaking to you, tell them what you've heard. Go, I hear you. This is what I'm hearing. And, I'm hearing and you re- say. And this is what I'm hearing you say. Repeat it back and just see, practice that process because I thought that was fascinating about how um, how much I struggled. Even though I knew what I had heard and I knew what action I was going to take to, to you know, I guess counter that or whatever you want to say. Remedy it. Remedy it. Um, but 
just to actually put it into words and it gives you that deeper understanding when you can put it into words. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think also because it's she took us through um, some processes of like how to have a conversation. So there was a part of the person communicating their needs and their desires and then you acknowledging and saying back what you heard. But that's not the end of the conversation. There's mm. more layers to it. So she takes you through more sequence and it's this follow-up sequence is where I got stuck mm. because I was so focused on hearing what he said in his first um, response to me so that I could repeat back what he said. And that just goes back to, you know, the, the principle around active listening is like really hearing to understand and not hearing to respond. Because I knew I was going to be tested on this, I'm listening to Dan and I'm trying to pick up the specific words that he was picking up because my weakness was... Um, I'm an interpreter, so I will hear him say something and I'll put my own meaning and my own words to it. And Paula was like, use his actual words. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not used to that because I'm used to paraphrasing. That's what I do when I speak. I can't use people's verbatim words. I have to paraphrase. So I'm so used to interpreting meaning, um, create um, sense-making as I'm listening. And that's not what you're doing when you're having an intimate conversation with your husband. You are hearing their words and using their language. And so because I was so fixated on making sure that I was truly hearing his desire, when I had my follow-up question and he responded back of how he would feel, I was lost. I kind of looked at both of them like, I didn't even listen to that part. And I was, and I would consider myself a great communicator and I would consider myself a great listener. So that was really interesting, really humbling. And I'm really excited about getting better in that space. Mm-hmm. And, and a blessing for us is... Uh, Paula offered to continue with an extra session after the wedding because uh, the sessions were supposed to be only before the wedding. But we've taken it upon ourselves that we want to we want to continue this. I think another beautiful thing about it is now we feel like we're actually a part of the community in the church mm-hmm. of a, a group of extremely kind-hearted, beautiful souls that want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And we... You know, even though we went to church and we, you know, we consider ourselves Christian and we we love going to the church and we think it's a great community, I feel like we've just gone three layers deeper mm-hmm. with, with the community just from those sessions with Paula and if it's just like a second family. Mm. Um, so community is a great part of that as well. You know, mm. we've, we've um, gained a better, uh, another community um, and that's something we're going to keep working on. Yeah, you know? and I think that's what I loved about our ceremony. So our wedding ceremony, if you were there, um, Paula talked about how we are inviting the people that were present at our wedding to be really a part of our marriage and to support us in, in our marriage and really hold our marriage as the, you know, as something really sacred. And um, we we want, you know, when I talk to my friends, what I'm looking for in friends is... Even I, I never complain about Dan, but let's say I did, is I don't need friends that are going to be like, oh, yeah, what a dick. I need someone that can, with love, show me truth and speak of my marriage and help me to see his side. That's a true friend. That's a true advocate of this marriage. And that's what really Paula was inviting the people at our ceremony to do was to prioritize our marriage and and keeping us strong. Mm. And I thought that was really beautiful. So, um, you know, we never thought that we needed therapy or couples counseling because we're so happy, but now having experienced it and seeing where we can improve 
I'm excited about doing more regular sessions with Paula so that I know that we are just, you know, at our best. And Mm -hmm. it also doesn't allow for, and that was one of the things we were talking about was in relationships, one, especially like longer term relationships, it's easy to get into a pattern of they do something that annoys us or hurts our feelings. And then because it's just like, we feel like it's not worth the hassle or the last time we tried to communicate, it ended in an argument that we can't even be bothered. So we don't say anything. And what does that do? That builds resentment that later on, it just turns into, turns something small into something really big. And then you feel now you're in this desperate situation where you guys need therapy. Whereas I would rather catch things early on. I'd rather be a great communicator, have the tools and the resources, um, faith-based resources to help me to be the best wife that I can be and to communicate my needs in a loving way. And I just feel like it's more, um, you know, being proactive than reactive in my relationship. Proactive counseling. Yeah. yeah. Really, isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Well said. <laughs> um, so now, last thing is probably my favorite part because I'm a bit of a money guy. <laughs> always love money, always will. Um, so the other thing was uh, how we increased our income, and uh, I guess it was on purpose, but it also kind of wasn't. It was just a matter of this is what we need, and it just we just made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, we have the business, we have my work, um, but we went more than double over our budget for the wedding. Um, so we <laughs> just said, like, Mars, and Mars, you probably, and like, you probably and like right, a, right after buying the car as well. Yeah, like right after know, buying yeah. the car and all, all the other stuff. And we just decided that we needed to earn more money and bring more in and we needed to pay for the wedding. And it just came from all different avenues, all different ways, uh, whether it was new one-on-one clients for Mars, bonuses at my work, pay rises, um, gifts, just all sorts of avenues out of, just nowhere. out of thin air that came without us asking for it, um, like physically going and asking anyone for it, no loans or anything like that. Um, it just all came and flooding in and we've had probably some of our best months that we've ever had um, mm-hmm. coming up to the wedding through December and January. So so now we've decided that that's going to be our baseline and so it's been really interesting because and this is one of the things that I covered in the last several weeks of the Academy because what I find is like when I'm going through something, when I'm moving through something in my personal life, I really like to share the lessons with the Emotional Intelligence Academy. So that's our yearly um, membership. And um, what I was going through was like, okay, so I need to create more money. I just need to receive more money. But I also need to receive more money in a way that's not going to feel hard for me because that's going to take all the joy out of this process. And also, I was under so much stress. The last thing I wanted to do was put on myself, you need to earn more money. So rather than being like, how do I earn more money? Oh my gosh. I went into the frequency of... I am attracting another um, $20,000. I'm receiving another this amount of dollars. I'm receiving another this. And I would just write it every morning and I would write it. And then it was so crazy because we were, it wasn't even the end of the month. I'm like, oh, I've already attracted that. Like we've already received that. Okay, so let me put it up another 10000 Let me put it up. And I just kept doing that. And I kept leaning into how do I make this 
easy and how do I make this enjoyable and how do I take the pressure off? And my focus, rather than doing the tactical, and please hear me when I say, I'm not saying you don't take action because you definitely have to take action. But the thing is, my focus was more around getting into the frequency of having the more money rather than taking the action for the more money because the action at the time felt heavy because of everything I had going on. Plus though, I have been in my business for how many years? I have been showing up online for how many years? So to me, I just allowed myself to believe that it was the natural next step. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't market my businesses. I didn't market at all for the last like two months. And the money was coming in and and girls even leading up to my uh, wedding, like days before the wedding, So if I haven't got back to you, I will get back to you. Even days before the wedding, I had girls reaching out to me. Hey, I want to work with you. Hey, I want to know about your academy. Hey, like, and this was, I was not posting any, anything on with CTAs and any of the things that strategically in the 3D world you have to do to get the results. But my brain was on board with the change because I've been doing that for the last five years. So for me, it was just like, okay, well, this is the natural. I've put the energy out into the world. I've already asked. I've already given value. I show up and I give free content. So it's only natural now for people to come and want to work with me. And I really went into the frequency of, and again, this is what we delved into inside of the Academy, is like into the, of course, energy. Like, of course she wants to work with me. Of course he wants to marry me. Of course she wants to pay me. Of course she wants to be on my team and really getting into that energy. And so like the work that I did probably in the last two or three months was all energetics. Mm -hmm. Like it was not the tactical. It was not the 3D. Although, like I said, you do have to have that. Your branding needs to be on point. People need to know why you can help them, how you can help them. You need to have resources for people readily available. If they're like, how can give them a testimonial, send them a before and after, whatever it is. Um, but really, I focused on just being a higher frequency and being the the woman that has the money coming in and isn't stressing about the money. Because if I'm coming from the frequency of like, I need another $30,000 this month, I need it. Well, I'm going to constantly have to need that money. Mm. Whereas I can be like, oh my gosh, like I just received $30,000. Of course she wants to work with me, of course. And that energy feels a lot more fun and light. Mm. And I I can vouch for that because uh, I, I... you know this stuff. You're a certified law of attraction coach and all your other certifications over the nine years of education studies you did, professional and whatnot. But I'm the one that generally is more into the manifesting stuff and sending them to you and and, and whatnot. But over the last couple of months, I've been waking up to like five or six TikToks every day, <laughs> uh, all these different podcasts, TikToks, reels of manifesting. And if I was ever out of alignment, uh, like with the kids, if I was reacting, uh, you know, just, just not my normal self, Mars was just putting a stop to her like, I'm, I'm here at this level and I, I can't have this around me. She was, she was raising the bar and having that boundary because we aren't allowing that wounded masculine or feminine, that wounded self to come in and, and bring our vibration down, bring our energy down. And she would put a stop to it straight away. Um, and yeah, you just, it, it was just 
brainwashing yourself again mm-hmm. of of what needs to happen with the energetics and just raising the frequency, raising the bar, constantly focusing on what what we desire. And it was never about what we need. It was always yeah. about we have it, we're doing it, this is it. And I was like, we're just constantly excited. We're getting married. We're getting married. We're focusing on how excited we are to get married. And it just all came in. Exactly. And we could have easily focused on, oh, my gosh, this invoice just came in. Okay, this is another $4,000. Here's another $3,000. Here's another $5,000. Like the, these invoices were coming at us that we were not, we hadn't, factored for like we didn't you know think that they were coming in and so we're like oh my gosh and I knew what I wanted in terms of a vision so I was like okay well that money just needs to show up and Dan's so right like when if he was feeling a certain way I I didn't want to like gaslight him or make him feel bad but I would be so blunt about saying like hey babe we are creating this right now I need to vibrate here this is the new normal and I really want you to come with me. I really want you to. So I'm always giving the invitation. Of course, I can't force his energy up, but I can give the invitation and I can be so solid in my vibration. And that's what it was. Like I was so solid in my vibration. I was not going to let somebody penetrate that because that's exactly it. If you want to create something, if you want to achieve something, you have to hold the vibration of somebody that already has it. If you're constantly begging and pleading of like, I can't wait for this and I want this and like that that desperate energy, you're going to maintain that desperate energy because you're programming your body to be in that desperate energy. So I see this in relationships, uh, women who want to call in the man and they're like, where is he? Where is he? Well, if we keep saying, where is he? You're going to constantly be asking yourself, where is he? It's stopping that and being like, I'm so grateful that he's here. What does it feel like to be loved? Oh my gosh, this is how he looks at me. This is how he talks to me. This is how he holds me. These are the words that he uses on me every morning, like really feeling into that. And that's really what we did. And then what we found was it was so crazy is that like the income kept going up from November, December, January. And it's like, okay, well, if we did nothing different, like it's not like Dan got another job and it's not like I invested in ads. So this was all available to us. We just decided that we were going to be open to it. So that's what I really want you to take from this specific point is that it's already available to you and your desire is enough for it to be for you to be worthy of it. So the fact that you want it means that you're worthy, period. And now it's can you relax your body enough? Can you calm your nervous system enough? Can you get your emotions on board so that it feels natural to receive it? Not like excited, ecstatic, oh my gosh, I can't believe because if you can't believe, then it's not going to happen. But of course, yeah, that that totally makes sense that like I got another 10,000 deposit. Of course that makes sense. Another five, like high five, Dan. Awesome. What are we going to do with this money? Like that's the frequency that you want to get into. Mm. And it's the frequency now of that's our new standard. That's our new minimum. Okay, Mm. cool. Like 30K months minimum and let's go above and beyond. What else can we get? Where where can we go from here? (laughs) Exactly. Just, just, Just going up and up. I think the one of the the takeaways is like yes we had the catalyst of the the wedding to really instigate all of these things but also I remember when we were deciding whether we wanted to like have the wedding it was also scary because we were like 
we don't have the time capacity, the financial capacity, all of that to make all of this happen right now. And it felt big. And I'm going to encourage you to lean into, to lean into it and, and trust. This is the thing, like there has to be an element of trust that, you know, God has your back and that he will provide. And that's exactly what we lent into. I was like, let's just do it. And it turned out so beautifully. And now we have new standards. And that's what's so cool is sometimes when you have a goal that you're working towards and it feels like a stretch because all of it was a stretch, you know, going to the gym regularly, you know, doing these couples counseling, you know, increasing your income, all of it was a stretch and was stretching for months at a time working towards this. But now we have a new baseline and that's what expansion and growth is all about. It's like now we have a new status quo. Um, You know, that saying like hang around people where your goals are their standard. And that's really what we want to be aspiring to do is to always um, constantly be growing. So if anything that we talked about in terms of creating the life that you want and reaching your goals resonated with you, check out our academy below. I'll have it linked in the show notes. I train in there every single week. We have an amazing guest speaker coming in this month. I'm so excited all about personal branding, how to create an unforgettable personal brand in 2024. Um, And I train in there weekly, monthly group coaching, guest speakers monthly as well. And then you have a portal with so many resources to help you achieve your goals. Amazing. Thank you for tuning in once again. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you on the next one. Bye for now.